The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com. That's blackblueprints with a Z dot com. Here we are back again for another installment of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Episode 16 for you. Get your dome piece. Man, we ain't up to like 50 yet? Not yet, but we get there. Take time. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, slow burn, slow process. That's it. One number at a time. We playing the long game. No doubt. A lot going on out here in these streets, out here in the traffic. You know, different stuff happening out here in the world. Yeah, it's not different stuff. It's just a lot of, you know, I would say more things now have come to light than ever. I think they've always been going on. It's just now people have more access to seeing behind closed doors what's really going on. Pretty much the information age. You can get all the information at your fingertips. By one click. Pretty much. You got a smartphone. You can get access to news going on in, in Indonesia. You can find out uh, who slept with who on somebody, you know, whatever celebrity blog site. You can learn a foreign language for free with a translator app, you know, that, that you can pick up at, uh, at any of your little, uh, little app spots, little app stores. Uh, you can pretty much get anything you want information at the tip of your finger and uh, it's just coming at us now you know how much of it is brand new information like how much of it is is that we just hearing about it all the time versus what what's what's new yes yeah you know? always as they say what's fake news <laughs> <laughs> oh Donnie T Donnie 45 you know 45. Co forty five. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Uh, and so, speaking of Donnie T, his cabinet, old Donald J. Trump, the forty fifth elected president of these here United States, uh, his man that he put in, uh, good old Uncle Ben, <laughs> Uncle Ben Carson, he out there, he in charge of uh, what they got him in HUD, yeah, uh, housing and urban development. And you know, this is a man who was who was a genius neurosurgeon. But he's now the head guy in HUD. Two fields that have absolutely nothing to, to do, do with one other. another. And let's talk about old Uncle Ben. And he was giving you know a talk where he was addressing you know the hardships that that immigrants face coming over here to the land of milk and honey. And he was addressing Africans as immigrants. Mm. That you know, we were immigrants that came over that 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 worked for less. Enslaved Africans were immigrants that came over and worked for less. I like to quote uh, enslaved An Africans. Quoting Angela Rye, a woman who I have so much profound respect for. I love this woman. She uh, Angela Rye. She got even T-shirts printed up. She's like, we built this joint for free. And to to even make the the argument that an African slave is the same as a Polish immigrant is is not only ignorant asinine but is extremely disrespectful. Well, you know what I think that in the same sense of what Uncle Ben Carson continues to try to do is um, smooth over what the enslavement of our ancestors was really, you know. Yeah. Just like in the history books, they, they when you read it, and if you think about it, when we used to go to school back in elementary, middle school, whatever, high school too, that they generally marginalize how enslavement of our people really was. It was almost kind of like, well, only enslaved people were the bad blacks that were being taken away or uh, the, the ones that needed to be tamed. It was almost like this. this uh, the savages. Not only savage, but it was almost kind of like a a story of redemption. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In cool. a sense of where America, uh, you know, saved uh, the the slaves from this undeniable disease written African country. <laughs> well, since we're talking about learning in school, let's also preface that properly. There's no longer African slaves in in the school books. Where Africans now are referred to as immigrant workers. Wow. So when you if you got young kids wow. right now, say if they're in the uh, 
And then the daycare side of the game, like they're wow. not even in the preschool. By the time they get through full elementary school, they call them immigrant workers. African immigrant workers. So if you're the new textbooks out of Texas, they just wrote the new curriculum. So the history books are, are saying that there are no longer African slaves. They're immigrant workers, which fits the narrative that old Uncle Ben was trying to spew when, when, when he was up there. So there's a book right now that I could pick up in California. That the kids are reading. I don't know if they made it here yet, but they're based out of Texas, so they'll get I've here. Heard of, I've heard it. So, so, so they'll wow. get they'll get here because once you get one state to say this is the new state curriculum for our districts and schools, it's it's not like it, well, they were like universities where you can get some credits in California, but yeah, if you yeah, decide yeah, to go yeah, to yeah. LSU, it doesn't quite hold. Hold up, but there's certain bases that are the same when it comes to to like K through 12 elementary. There's some kind of core stuff. Yeah. That's universal across the board. Yeah. So you've got Texas who said this is the new campaign. Then you'll get Oklahoma. You'll get New Mexico. You'll get California will be one of the last ones and try to barter a little bit because it's a little more on the liberal side as so, a state. So speak. Well, as opposed to Texas. It's it's a thin line. Yeah. It's it's not a big – it's not the Grand Canyon divide. But So it will probably be one of the later states. But if you get enough small ones, you can't have 19 states teaching – history curriculum one way and then all of a sudden the other ones you know sticking to the old ones and then a handful of other ones teaching new when the new books come out them holding on to something else at some point it's going to become uniform yeah so the fact that they got texas on board you're going to get all those surrounding states and it's just a matter of time before it comes to a state near you that is crazy bro like i know and i heard about it but i didn't really think it was taking a real life of its own and again I have no problem with it if if they handed over our reparations. You want to talk? You want to talk that it was slave immigrants? Fine, cool. Run me my check, but they ain't gonna do that. Settle up first, and you can call me what you hey, want. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, because to me, it's asinine and it's blasphemy that you would speak upon the enslavement of 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 millions of Africans. And how long it perpetuated and what it remains to be the lasting effects of it currently. And now you want to pretend as if because America, again, wants to have this shining image of we can't do no wrong. Well, let, let's put this because there are some people, depending upon where you are in America and depending upon what you've been exposed to in your life, you equate slavery to being really, really strenuous work conditions and dealing in in a really abusive relationship. Yeah. Like let, let, like if you're if you're of African descent, you have a we have a different interpretation, which is called the truth. Yeah. But if you're not, uh, that's t- typically if you ask people, well, what was slavery? Well, pe- black people were whipped to pick cotton. Like that that's kind of what the, the you worked as a slave in the house, or you whip, or you pick cotton in the field. Let's put this all into perspective so you can understand how truly disrespectful this stuff is to equate an African slave to an immigrant worker. If you came over from we talk about the conditions of, of Mexicans that come over and who are working for two fifty an hour under the beating sun for 13, 14 hours a day, pennies what they pay American citizens for. Here's the huge difference. And for future references, you can take this with you, put it in your pocket. Put put it in in your suit. Put it in your purse. Your attaché case. Uncle whatever. Morris, Uncle Morris is about to take them on a history. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. This is a very important piece, and why you could, if you after hearing this, you should never ever in life equate African slavery to any other situation that wouldn't pertain to what happened on this here U.S. soil. Uh, no other group of people were treated the way that African slaves were treated. No other group of people where they took the men put them in the middle of the town square and the ones that seemed a little ornery, the ones that had a physical presence, the one that could be potential leaders were stripped down in front of town squares and raped by the male slave owners to break the spirit of not only the man, but the women who looked up to him and the other men who have been inspired by him. They don't talk about that. But I'm saying so when you start talking about let's equate the two, they don't happen there. There's no other group that happened on U.S. soil where they were led on gatherings where they took postcards and people had family days and events where they had public lynchings of men, women and children in the middle of the town that they that they had cotton candy and hot dogs and popcorn for. They don't talk about that. You know, they sit there and where they would take and and purchase 
you know, young girls and 10, 11, 12 rape them repeatedly or send them off to males to have sex with who were 20, 22 years old so they could start breeding, getting these girls pregnant at 11 years old so they could produce a, a whole plethora of various slaves to run their plantations. They don't like to talk about that. So when you start talking about being an Irish immigrant, an Italian immigrant, an Asian immigrant, a Hispanic immigrant, the reason why the struggles are not the same is because the struggles aren't the same. They definitely, definitely don't want to talk about that. So taking that into consideration, that is why it's extremely disrespectful and so wrong on the part of Uncle Ben to even try to equate the two stories and say that an African slave who was brought over, chained to the bottom of the boat and stacked up like dominoes on or body on top of body, where if you looked even halfway sickly, they refused to feed you because they didn't want to waste the food on, on a slave who wouldn't survive the trip. You about to have me want to punch somebody in a face that's a pale-skinned person right now, man. Well, th there's a reason why I'm setting all this up. So now, knowing if you're not of the community and you don't know the history, this is not giving you a pass. This is a degree of understanding. What it means is that if you are of the group, if you play for the team, if you got a jersey and you do know some of this history, it's why it's that much more important and crucial that we stand together, look out for ours and protect ours. Because when we have people like Uncle Ben as our quote unquote representative and he's spewing that nonsense, other groups will believe, well, that's 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 their guy. <laughs> yes. Like he, that's their dude. We, it's not, you know, Donnie T, Donnie, you know, Donnie Trump up there spouting this stuff. This is one of their guys. Yeah. And if he's saying it, it must, must be, be true. true. So representation for us as a community, who stands up and who's our voice? You know, the people who not only stand up at the podium or stand up on the microphone, but those who stand up on the block. Those who stand up in the community, those are the ones who are there for the children, for the women, because we're having issues out here. We're catching hell in these streets. And my question is, where they at, though? We are being misrepresented in so many ways, and particularly in social issues. And thank goodness for a lot of the beautiful, powerful black queens that have been um, definitely a defining uh, standard on certain things to raise awareness about, right? Um, definitely there's some men, but for the first time in a long time, it's really been a, a woman-driven in a lot of things yeah. and a, a lot of young, youthful-driven, um, I think, actions and, and um, movements. But in the same sense, I think looking at, because there's always been women in the fold of every powerful movement, there was also some real, real, deep, uncompromising, regardless of how you felt about it, males that wouldn't move for ish. And right now, brother, a man nowadays, you can pay a Negro a penny and the dude is going to tell you anything, anything about who and what you want to know. And I look at it right now, and I think we talked about it. A little bit on a last podcast, there is no fear factor in the black backlash. They have no fear doing whatever they want to do with African Americans. Why our girls are missing? While they can talk ish to um, our congresswomen? Why they can sit there and really be disrespectful because Negroes and I'm talking about the Negro men, the Negro men don't move an inch. All we like to do, a majority of these Negroes like to coon it up. Period. Uh, so hitting on them points that you brought up briefly about uh, our, our uh, Queen uh, Maxine Waters. Wow. A, a person who's been in the political circle since the 70s. You know, when it comes to civil service, I believe she got in the game like around 71. Uh, yep. And so, uh, like, deep in the streets and was just uh, completely disrespected by Bill O'Reilly. Who constantly is disrespecting, who is also considered, in my opinion, a sexual predator. Go ahead. And, uh, and so uh, she was kind of uh, given a rebuttal to a situation. And after she made her point, 
his reply was, you know, I couldn't hear. I didn't even hear a word she said because I couldn't get past her, her James Brown wig, like referring to her hair and completely just disregarding and disrespecting her point and the validity of her statement. Yeah. And, and and that sort of stuff is because, like you said, there's no black backlash. No, there's not. There's no uh, there, there's no sponsorship checks that uh-huh. are going to get light. There's no advertising issues. There's no there's no major boycott. Nothing. And and going back to also what you said about our girls are missing uh, all the issues in, in Washington, D.C., where, where all these these, these uh, black and brown young girls have been coming up missing. Yeah. Put this in proper well, with proper context and framework. We are in the whenever you hear this, we're at the we're at the end of March, beginning of April calendar wise. So that's important for this number. So in 2017, for just 2017, we're in the first quarter. There's already over 500 missing young young people, young women who've come up missing in the greater DC area for 2017. 500? 500. Now, here's something to take into consideration and why this is important. If your geography isn't straight or you've never visited, there's less than 700,000 people in Washington DC. So you're saying right now, let's back it up for a second. Let's back it up. You're trying to tell me that in 2017. 2017. Not from January of 16 to 2017. We're talking about from January 1st, 1st. of 2017. To right now. To give or take the last seven days. There's been 500. There's roughly missing. 500 missing folks. Missing black and brown young women to girls. In the greater area. And this is fake news or this real? This real news. And that's why they were talking about the, the dozen that was missing on the weekend. Yeah, okay. But now I think that that was fake news, right? Okay, well, that, well, here, well, well, not fake news. The, so when you say missing, that that's a loose term. Yeah. So missing did basically just means unaccounted for. Yes, sir. So that's everything from... Uh, I'm staying at, at, at Jamie's house, but really um, I'm sneaking over to my, to my boyfriend Craig, yeah. and parents just, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go to Jamie's and she ain't there, yeah, and, exactly. and, and and so now you don't know she's at Craig's yeah. house. There's that. There's I can't take this no more. I'm running away. I'm running yeah. away. There's um, I'm gonna motor- go to L.A. and be a star. Yeah. She's and there's name. hey little girl wants some candy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like the, these are all or, these or, or, or hey little girl. I can help you be a star. I, along with, she took too many pills and she we couldn't wake her up. <laughs> like this, this is all these things that go into play yeah. that, that go into missing. So that's why the number. So when you hear the number, you take all those things into consideration. You got runaways, you got suicides, yeah. you got homicides that are un uh, unfound yet or unclosed. But still, five hundreds a lot. It's a lot. So, uh, and, and we're talking about black and brown. And, and these things are important because when I talk about representatives and I talk about where they at, though, where is the representative? These are not people who are these are people who are just coming into the community. Take that number aside. When we talk about our women being disrespected, the sister who, who was who was 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 put in a chokehold and dropped in the hair care salon. Was it down in South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, I'm not too sure it was South Carolina, but I just uh, I remember that I know the whole. Yeah, thing and so she got dipped by the by the person was getting socked up and hit because she was allegedly stealing. Hey, by the Asian guy. By the Asian guy. When you've got you know old lady on the side of the street just getting worked over by the cop in a headlock and full HD from somebody's cell phone yeah. and and in the middle of the day. Or the when the black girl um, got slammed in the classroom or oh. the black girl that got slammed and choked uh, in Texas at the pool party. Yeah. All these things that go on, there is no the, the, there's no shepherd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's there's nobody protecting the flock. There there's there's no there's there's there, who do you go to? And, and and that brings up the situation of why when you talk about who you go to, um you can still say well, there's still Farrakhan, right? And Blood would like to beg to argue about the validity or what he can really do yeah. um, at his age and how much in the nation is is um, covering um, the individuals that have been these victims and what they're doing. And I'm sure I saw one of the papers that they had. I mean, they're definitely 
speaking truth to power about the incident as the D.C. Uh, uh, police try to, um, I think, make light of the situation. Yeah. It, it just brings me to look at how and why we've gotten so far away from the man protecting the village. You know what I'm saying? That's I, what I'm I, saying. I, I'm not even on the fair yeah. not even that far away. I'm talking about in the community, in in the neighborhood. Like the the idea, and it, it you you said it perfectly. There's no fear of black backlash. Yes, no. You can come into a community, you can come into a neighborhood, and you can put hands on the yeah. girl. You can put hands on, on can, the, and, and, the, and, the elderly, and you, you can, can walk out. Yeah. And, and when you look at it, the one thing that we had before, when we were necessary, was the black dollar and our um, our spending power. When you look at back and, and you go further back to the. Um, the what is it the the Alabama the, the uh, what is it the boycott in Alabama okay the bus uh, bo- uh, bus boycott right and how it was like what over three sixty three sixty five they weren't going to the bus they were figuring it out and then finally uh you know the the people had to come to a conclusion like we need blacks on the bus and we're gonna figure this out and let's come to the table yeah. now like it's a joke though like they don't. The Negro is such in pocket that they don't even have to worry about back blacklash. They don't have to worry about it because it's not going to happen, you know. Well, even though it could happen, well, let's but it's ta- not going to happen. Let's take away the economic side because if you go across the nation into a predominantly Asian area, and you being not of that group, not being Asian, and you walk in and start hanging around, touching a six, seven-year-old girl, good luck making it home. Yeah. You get in there and touch up the elderly. Good luck. Go into a, a Latino community yeah. and, and and start messing with their elder women and see if you make it home. See see if Javier and Miguel don't come see you. But here's the thing. We have to say, and going back to the uh, Asian uh, yeah. attack on the black girl, the Negroes did step up and showed up. And, um, you know, the, the, the nation came. As well as I think one of the, the preachers came from the local area. They came together and they went in. Um, oh, I don't know if it's the NAACP one. Somebody came. They came and yeah. they made amends. But that doesn't happen often enough. That doesn't happen in a sense of where do we go to create the change. We don't even have a narrative to create for ourselves because we don't have literally any real news outlet. I mean, we have TV one. That has a few, you know, uh, a newscast, but there's nothing as consistent as as a uh, um, CBS, as a CNN, as uh, you know, all the other, you know, NBCs, yeah. NBCs, all these different networks that continue Fox News that continue to create whatever narrative, create whatever imagery that they want, and the domination of white supremacy it continues to to hail over everything else. So when you look at the content of where are these Negroes? These Negroes are sitting at the table of white supremacy like Ben Carson and being okay with whatever um, ideology that the supremacists of this system want to put out there for black America. Yeah, because the, the real why about the Asian culture, the Latino culture, whatever. It's not if, if you go in into an Asian area community, a Latino community and you start messing with their kids, their women. You, it's not going to be an economic boycott. Like they're going to have something for you. It's going to be blood. Blood's going to be exactly. Like there's not that fear of repercussion messing with black people. No, not at all. They're, they're like I you said, know what I mean? Like, literally, bro. That's why when you go back to when quote unquote <laughs> they said that there were some rogue Negroes shooting police officers. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I'm not buying that narrative because trust me when I say that if it was real to the capacity of how they created it. Yeah. Well, why are all these cops getting plugged right now? Why is Dylan Roof still alive? He's still breathing. George. Why Zimmerman. is George Zimmerman <laughs> walking around being able to say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it? Like it's not real because if that was the case. And when they start creating that 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 idea of you know 
the the blues are getting attacked and all this other craziness. It's like, dude, you, who are you who are you fooling? Who because are you kidding, man? Let, let's put this in the, in the in the like really really put it out there because well, since we're saying something about it, because we are not for the team like that. Not like, at all. Like because this 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 to me is something I was thinking about the other not day. Not at all. This uh, and this is it, and and I thought about it and as I worked it through in my brain, it made me kind of pause. And to a degree, made me disgusted. So, so here's the thing: if you ask anybody right now, most brothers in the barber shop on the corner, whatever, how do you feel about Kobe Bryant? You know what they call? It? What's the first word that comes to mind? One of the greatest of all times, Black Mamba. As a man. Oh, he's snitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not as a I... ball player, but but you say man, yeah. that kind of dude. Oh, okay. Like. You hear a lot of time. Oh man, nah, man. Snitch, rapist. He's yeah, he's yeah. snitch. He, he told on Shaq. Now nah, I can't mess with him. You know, once you snitch, always a snitch. He's uh, a punk. He's uh, all these different things that are said about him. Uh, I'm like, okay, so we gonna hold on to that. Uh, like like that that that's what we gonna hold on to on a person. But Kobe Bryant's gonna be a snitch forever for for an event that happened in 2003. But the dude who sells poison to our kids can come back. The dude who's caught domestic cases, he can come back. Uh, the rapist can come back. The elderly abuser can come back. The child molester can come back. I don't know the child molester. It, no, here, it, it, here's, and here's why this is the part that made me disgusted. Because that's the first thing that we'll say as a community. Nah, we don't do that. We don't do that. How we many, do do that. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, how many family reunions, outdoor cookouts, or weddings have you heard step in the name of love? Oh, brother! I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, like you can't. Like, we we'll, we'll let him back. I, I, I won't. Yeah, in that content, but in a sense of in the home. No, remember, yeah, Mr. Nah. Uncle Kelly ain't touched one of mine, and that nah. is the issue. But we, but but in the home, Uncle Clarence just stay in the back bedroom at Grandma's house. And, and, uh, but Uncle Clarence, but again, in in that sense of it, it's usually Uncle Clarence got a hold on. Charlotte and Charlotte ain't saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even but when it does come out, Uncle Clarence is gonna be thrown far away forever. He needs to go. Some in some with, cases, in a lot of cases, it is enough. like that. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough at all. Clearly, but it goes into the sense of what I put out there, and people like was well, crazy on my Facebook. Like, why are you saying this? I said, I'm beginning to think that there's more pedophiles than there are protectors in a black community. And I stand by that statement. Why? Because of what we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. Uncle Clarence does not get ostracized. Uncle Clarence still stays at grandma's house in the back bedroom. Or he might not be at grandma's house. He'll be with Auntie, Auntie Lulu. You know what I'm saying? One of the old school. One, 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 one of the OGs in the family. And you just, and if you're young, you don't know why he's always back there. But if you're of age, you do. Uh. You know what I'm saying? He's not he's not ostracized and sent to go away and don't ever come back here. Okay. We just gonna keep the kids away from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't well, except where where are we? Nah, and when I mean we like <laughs> we, we we bruh. We ain't got the representation. Nah. We don't show up for each other in the nah. community. And I, and I think that's how we get Uncle Ben's. That's how we get messy oh, yeah, Jesse. That's how we you know And here's the thing about when you talk about messy Jesse. I was listening to some of his old school, like, 80s, I'm going to be the first black president, and he was so, like, uh, radical, rebellious, and he was so to that step where I'm like, damn, he talking like how I'm talking. He said, we don't need a Republican, we don't need a Democrat, they need us. And his conversation ain't even clear like that. Because mm-hmm. he had an opportunity to go to the White House and bless the food before dinner. He had an opportunity to get that check for the Rainbow Coalition. He had an opportunity to be a, a global ambassador getting government checks and subsidies for whatever agenda he wanted to push. Yeah. The book deals, the TV shows, yeah. the, the all that, that. He rode his wave. I'm he saying. Wrote, he rode his wave. He definitely rode his so wave. So he, he, at some point it was like, am I out for people or am I out for Jesse? Or at some point it's like, do you want to get a bullet, keep on pushing this agenda? That too. Or do you want to kind of live and sit back and still be able to... To tell your people what you need to speak, tell your people because the Negro has been so gullible. That offer that offer that you can't refuse. The Negro has been gullible from the day 
they assassinated our leaders. And from the day that we really believed that integration was the best thing for us. Okay. So, so, so sticking with that, say something to that. So after integration, where we forfeited integration, if you, to put it best, was not a coming together like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Integration was a corporate hostile takeover. So if you've ever, if you, if you've ever, for just for listening wise, if you've ever seen what happens with a hostile takeover is, is that when I absorb you, we now play for the same team. Only I absorbed you. Uh-huh. We're not a 50-50 arrangement. You now become a part of me, yeah. not we're in this together. And so that's we. I think thought integration was PB and J. Yeah. That it was. Well, we're gonna take what we got, mix it with what they got, uh-huh. and we're gonna create something new, and everybody's gonna be good. No. But what we screwed yeah. up on is was oh no, you don't need to take that. We got backpacks for you. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Well, we want we well, well I want their backpack. <laughs> you know, I want the you know, and so we yeah, you gave can have you you can come on. Yeah. And we gave up everything that we had to be a part of the team, and gave up all that. So then the the do for self, the self sufficiency by necessity was gone. Yeah. Uh, staying home because you had to was gone. Yeah. You know, with, with when when the administration came through and and. The government said, kick your man out. Yeah. I'll be your sugar daddy. And and sisters no longer needed men for, oh, for economic support. We, they was out of here. And if he gets out of pocket, you can call your Uncle Sam and I'll come and cuff, put him in the cufties. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. take him down yeah. to death. Yeah. Anytime he get out of pocket, you let me know. No doubt. And the sense, of, the sense of entitlement as if, because now home here with Master, like a good house Negro, I am now going to embrace the fruits of the labor. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I watch people and the, the things that we used to do, we don't longer even want to partake in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't do our own nails, our own feet. We don't go and mess with the agriculture. We don't go out there trying to farm. There's only a handful, a few of farmers. You know, yeah. we don't do the manual labor. We don't, there's not enough construction workers. We don't, we're not worried about that. It's like, yeah, we'll do and pay someone else to do that as if we are owed something. It's just crazy, man. So now we've got our, 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 our little girls and boys. Because <laughs> let put it, let's keep it quiet as kept. Um, our little boys is getting messed with too. Yeah. And, and you know, we talk about, you know, protecting our young, young girls and, and the sisters that are coming up. They, you know, Uncle Clarence is, is, is touching Billy too. Yeah. Yeah, he putting his hands on Mikey too. Yeah. And so For sure. You know what I'm saying? And that real for real. And so our our, our youth is not being protected. Oh, not, women are not, not being protected. Not I'm not even gonna get to that point. Youth is not being protected or provided for adequately. We're trusting other people and systems to do the jobs that we used to do yep. in house. Uh we're not standing up economically and supporting each other in business. Uh, these are the things that go. Our representatives that make it to the big platforms aren't aren't representing us. Not at all. They are. They in pocket. They on the team. So if and then the athletes and the entertainers. That, they're all the, pathetic. I put them in the same boat as they with Uncle Ben. Silly Negroes. They they up there with Uncle Ben. So now if you're in anywhere America, how do we start getting some of this back? Because we can tell where we're at right now. We're not going to get represented on the big scale. We we can tell that. Anytime you flip on, we're, we're either being killed, we're either we're being prosecuted, persecuted, our, our little boys and girls are just being snatched up. Like and every, to everybody else, it's it's a it's a it's a click, it's an online click, or it's a it's a quick thirty seconds of my time that I watch, but I move on because it's not happening to mine. Yeah, for sure. I think that in the same sense that when you look at it overall, the the stream of it, I believe that one, we need to stop giving so much attention we need to stop supporting these negroes like we need to stop like we spend a majority of our lives watching someone else do something that we may want to do whether i say the sports entertainers um we all put them in the same kind of category or believing in that uh politician that comes to our community that looks like us again blackface white intentions and we have this belief that because he or she looks like me that they will do right by me and that's what's always been the case of uh people arguing about the obama um effect and was it a good effect or was it a a bad effect we have to stop like because you may look the part 
We have to watch if you play the part and stop pretending that everyone is for the black agenda and start checking. And that's what I do. I on my platforms as much as possible. I speak truth to power. I, I, I call it how I see it. And like I said, literally, I put up with the pedophile thing and the protector thing. And people really didn't understand how I was saying it and what I was aiming at. And I broke it down just like you broke down. If they're protectors, then why are, do our kids feel unsafe? Why do our queens feel unprotected? Our, our sisters feel so unprotected by the black man. It's ridiculous. And then why is it that with these girls being missing, no one of a power position in the black community is making it known that this is a epidemic nationally, not just in D.C. You have women coming to speak upon it. I don't see the white feminists talking about it and having a march about it. What I'm doing is I'm going to have a community action slash vigil to bring awareness September, uh, what is it? September 2nd. And we're going to be in unity and I hope I have some strong black men out here to show the sisters, okay, there are a few men that have my back, that are here. And I think that's what we need as a community because when this cycle continues to happen over and over and over again, what do you think it's going to be like for us when we turn 55 and 65? If we don't protect the castle now, who's going to protect it? Okay, well, there are great, great, great points. And there's something that they have that's called, like, um, you have consumer loyalty. You know, there's something that you, you, you wear Nikes because you've been wearing them. You know, you drink Pepsi because you've been drinking Pepsi, you, you, you know, whatever. And, and so, but whenever you get a bad taste about a product, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't mess with it anymore. Yeah. Well, so the the same theory in the sense of if every time you went to this grocery store, the the canned foods are dented, the labels are falling off, the bread is moldy, the the, the produce is bad. If it's a bad experience every time you go, uh, even if you don't shop there anymore for years, and then you drive past one, you're gonna have the same association. Yeah. So now, if you're talking about people, if you grow up as a young girl and you look at the men in the area where either they were non-protective or they were the predator, even if you remove yourself from those people, every time you come across one or have an association to, you're going to go into that, that kind of negative thinking. Yes, sir. If you're a young boy and you grow up in that and the dudes around there are either ain't about-ish or once again, they're predators, you, 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 you kind of start taking up traits or start feeling a certain kind of way. All these things are, are, are fragmented to a community. Now, if you're older, like so our, our, our sisters who are grown now, you grow up with a history of the black men aren't reliable. Or they're abusive. Or they're abusive. So this is if a situation goes down, this is not who I go to. You know, what I mean, when, when it pops off, this is not who I call. And if you're of another community who's preying upon this group. You know they ain't, ain't nobody. Superman ain't coming. <laughs> that bat signal been been on for four months straight. I ain't seen one pointy ear in the shadows. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you you know he ain't coming. Yeah, Robin either. Like <laughs> we we can just run amok out here because ain't nobody coming to check. Because nobody's no the 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 Negro is allowing people to be unchecked, and and it's it's to the point where. We, you know, we need you, and they play off on that. Like even in the fact, like okay, yes, the Asian man disrespected a black queen, but the Asian man disrespected a black community by having a Asian ran store with black product, and feeling like he can talk, he can disrespect people coming in and out that store in their community any kind of way. The disrespect starts from right there. Like, how do you feel comfortable enough to come in the community thinking that you're going to run it? Because the, 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 the basis, the railroad tracks have been set for so long that these people are not going to take care of themselves. So uh, most, before anybody comes in, especially when you start talking about immigrants, so I think this is important to, to apply this as well. So they get narratives of what they think black Americans are like in other countries, yeah. TV, Internet, whatever. Before they just move it, at the point where it's at now, 
when they get here with no firsthand experience dealing with one of us, it is already accepted that, well, they're not going to take care of their own. They're not going to protect their own. They're not going to they're not going to sustain, provide for or anything. You can move it. Like I've talked to some uh, some folks, uh, Middle Eastern descent. They're told go into to black neighborhoods to start. Yeah. Like they said, where, where do you want to make your money back? Go find go find an area that's predominantly black because the building that you need, the shop you're going to set up is going to be cheap, cheap and that you're not going to have competition. And that even if another black person owned up, they don't go to it enough to 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 to, to run you out. How is a Middle Eastern Middle Easterner able to come, set up shop, and get supported mm-hmm. by black folk? Black folk set up shop, do the same thing, and get deported out of his own community. Because crazy. And and the part to go along with it too. And first off, first off, I'm not even going to knock the Middle Eastern person. I'm not, no, not, no, 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 I'm not saying you I'm are. Not I'm not saying for me. Anyone in the sense of I like with the Asians. That's why I never really made a big fuss about the whole thing because I'm like, dude, they capitalize on a situation that we weren't willing to capitalize yeah. on. So for the, for the Middle Eastern guy that comes in, that comes over from Iran, from Iraq, from wherever. Can't be mad at From him. whatever. So he he's told, how do I make it in America? His cousin who's been here for five years tells him, hey, get you one of these shops in these all black neighborhoods. You going to come up. Okay, that's what I did. I got three, two gas stations and three, you know, stores from doing. Okay, that's the blueprint. So I'm gonna move in here. I'm, I'm gonna set up my shop here. I'm gonna get my paper up, but I don't live here. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the money from the people who live here, but I live 20 miles across town, mm-hmm. where I want to live, in where in whatever neighborhood that looks like, you know. So for us, it's like. At some point, we recognize the issues because I think if we have these one-on-one conversations, if we say something to us, and we'll, there's no real disagreement. Yeah. But what do you do about the issue? That's what I'm and saying. That's the thing about it. When I say the self-entitlement comes in, the the almost the attitude like, "Well, Negro, we made it. We ain't gonna do that." See, what it's funny about, I think the Negro is like, "Yo, we want to own everything." But we don't want to work for nothing, right? So they see the Javier working at that corner store, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Javier's having to work at this corner store." Yeah. Not understanding, Javier owns that corner store. Yeah. So Javier, because he's like, "Well, shoot, I'm gonna have to work somewhere. I'll rather work here at this corner store. That's not a glamorous job mm-hmm. at all, right?" Stock but shelves, sweeping floors, it all ain't that. Glamorous. But I'm saving money by having me work it, right, and not having to worry about uh, 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 dealing with employees. I do whatever I want to do, and I'm going to shut down this liquor store at uh, 9 or 10 o'clock and open it up as I may, and I get to set the rules. Yeah, I'm going to have to chase a few kids out, but no one is going to check me about selling poison. No one is going to check me about not having healthy uh, uh, food options. No one is going to disrespect me to the point. I may have to every once around bring a few of my family members to quiet the activities because some of these brothers might try to do something because I know these Negroes want to rob, but they ain't going to do enough to have me close down my okay. store. Sticking with that, that, that right there, that example, you got... Uh Muhammad, you've got Javier, you've got whomever who represents the corner store. Wayne Wong, you got to get them all. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm here to say before, hell, even Jeffrey, whomever it is that was the corner store. Bradley and Tanner. It ain't ain't Tyrone and and Andrea. So so the, the point is that forget even it being a point of being checked on having, you know, quality food, everything's flaming hot Cheetos and this, that, and the third. It's I know they're not about to open. <laughs> I, let's just keep it on the on the strictly on the business side of the game. I know that I'm not going to compete. There's I no know, competition. I know there's not going to be. If there's another shop shows up, it's slinging the same stuff I got, and we're wow. talking prices. But I'm not worried about uh, that the healthy juice spot moving next to me, the yogurt shop next to me, the the the, the farmers market stand next to me there, and me having an issue making a dollar because I don't sell a viable product. Yeah. 
it, 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 it's it's like the folks can move in. All I'm saying is that we recognize that we're, we're, we're not protecting. We're not providing. We're not. We're not doing for it. We're not. As much as we like to get all up and, and wild and yell and scream ah. when somebody else says it about us. But where 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 is the where, what what's the what now? Uh, the what now is exactly what I'm doing is bringing out awareness. Uh, of course, you'll be out there with me on the state capitol. We're going to bring awareness about the things of D.C. And we'll probably touch in to a lot of how the framework is because the conversation has to happen. See, we as a black community are afraid to have these conversations. We're afraid to talk about the pedophile. And I am one of those people. I don't listen to R. Kelly. I don't give two dams about his two-step. I love 12 play, but I won't listen to it. I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to be in my moment of going through YouTube and I'm not tracing my steps behind R. Kelly because at the end of the day, I can understand a mistake and I can accept the person being accountable. But it's almost as if you play the system, you paid your money, you got out, and now you're really going to try to honestly make us believe like you're not a predator. You're not a, a pedophile. You know what I'm saying? I know people in Chicago that before the story broke many years ago, they told me about it. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with one of my sisters the other day, and she brought up the same high school my homegirl many years ago, a, a decade ago, was telling me about that he used to go do his thing picking up girls in places he wasn't supposed to be. And I say that in content of if we're not going to handle business with those in our community and then when people, as we stated already, Dylan Roof, uh, George uh, Zimmerman, uh, guys like on a lower end. Because that was people that murdered our people. Bill O'Reilly can, whenever he feels like saying it, say something racist and then come back, I apologize. Or when uh, uh, the little white kid, rich class young boy was ranting and raving and singing the N-word song in his fraternity uh, yeah. uh, bus. And then we sat by, stood by him and forgave. We are such a forgiving people to the point where, you know, we... Are, are, are almost like uh, I, 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 I'm looking for the word for it because it gets it gets me so frustrated. We're almost like so dumbfounded that these motherfuckers are going to continue to wear us out because we have no fight back. The okay. only time we have fight back, a true fight back, is against ourselves. Okay, why there's ever been another uh, black student enrolled in Penn State? Is beyond me. Okay, Penn State. The, the, the right, state. Right, oh, no, no, no. I'm right, just. No, I'm, no, no, no. I remember. All right, yeah. Right, right. I'm just. Just. I was, I, was trying, I was trying to think about uh, uh, another, another, another school. Like you go, you say Penn State. Like why did another uh, L.A. Clipper ever play a Clippers game until Donald Sterling got out of there? You okay. know what I'm saying? It's here, like here, but here's here, the, the slight difference between us. If I'm um, just on my end. You, they because they just had another issue, like the the, the trickle down. Uh, Penn State. Yeah, with with the the son of uh, Sandusky, I guess, or one of his oh, nephews, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard. So you have a you have an institution which systematically, like they, we're not talking about one rogue dude. Man. Like they got school buses, they went into neighborhoods. Like they had a system of for decades that were going into preying upon sexually assaulting, molesting, and raping young black boys for years. Like, they, they were using that university, na- neighborhood facilities. Um, they were do- It was on campus. Like, you have a system, you have a system set up that, that scouts out, like you're looking for the, the new quarterback, that scouts out low-income neighborhoods, preferably single-parent households, that that are telling the the mothers that yeah we want to give your sons the college experience and let them see what a university looks like to inspire them to go to school. You're sending you're you're sending buses to their neighborhoods. You're picking these kids up and you're systemically you've got a system set up systematically setting these kids up to be raped and molested on Penn State campus. Mm. After all that comes to light. Dude gets convicted and goes to prison. Why another black person enrolled in a school that looked the other way? Because we're not talking about like, oh, this was some rogue dude we didn't know. A dude who wasn't even working for the school had an office. 
and and access the facilities to rape and molest these boys on school grounds. Was it was it my kid? That's exactly it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like that's that, bro. I mean, was it my kid? Like, why are why are kids going to Baylor? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why why is that? Like, how is Baylor <laughs> in the conversation of national championships or or NC tournaments? How was they even fighting to have Penn State? Penn State. The reason why you weren't in <coughs> that four uh, uh, four team playoff is because some of the people on that 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 committee board was probably thinking uh, we may want to kind of not want to deeply push Penn State just just yet. You know yeah, what I'm saying? they they got a they got a four year timeout, but, but reduced. It, what I'm saying, they got a four year timeout. In an era where they weren't competitive, reduced, but, and it, and it got but, reduced, bro. But but what I'm saying is that's like saying today that the Kings aren't allowed to play in the finals for the next four years. Yeah, exactly. You ain't going anyway. Exactly. So it's like, but but to me, these are examples of why what we we let, don't stand for nothing, dog. Let that happen in another community. We don't stand for nothing. Let, but, let, but but remember at these at this volume at these numbers. I now I get it, that, that, and it's why I prefaced it with the history first. Yeah. That we come from a lineage in the history of these types of things, these separations, these atrocities that don't aren't present in any other group. That's important information to know. Why are our lineages? Well, we're more fragmented than other groups. Because I think that we want to protect um, the idea that the man is a protector. I mean, think about it. When Bill Cosby uh, and, and, and preference, uh, I know that it was pretty much a, a, a lot of BS on top of BS with a lot of it. But dog, I mean, let's 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 come on. Somebody got slipped a roof. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not seventy two like, or yeah, whatever the sure. number was, I but know. somebody exaggeration did. for show. But you saw the black community, and I understand we want to stand not by Pete our man. Huxtable. Yeah, but at the end <laughs> of the day, if you see smoke, there's usually fire. And I'm not gonna defend. First of all, I'm not gonna defend a man that I've never had a conversation with. Yeah, I don't know. Secondly, I'm not gonna defend a man that has thrown us under the bus. And I'm not going to defend a man that snitched on himself. Now you're trying to say court documents were that were were, were, were jaded, even though I know the, the trickery of white supremacy. I know this. If you ever hear anything about Barry Axios, ever, as vocally as I am about everything, I don't say nothing. And I start talking about no comment. You, you get worried. Yeah. And so to me, I'm saying well, we're at the point of saying, look, really saying something to us. To our group, to to the men of of, of our community, like it, it, it it's bad. Like and, and really wrapping our brain around what is it that that you gonna get up in arms about? Our, well, our, well, let's not let's. I I we I, I can't and we cannot. We cannot just before because I you know we're good. yeah we good we good with time. I I I don't want us to move away from the church. Right, because because that's where some of these heathens, some of the worst live. offenders, and uh, one just particularly died, Mister Eddie Long, mm. and you talk about Bishop why, Long yes, yes, you talk about <laughs> why and how, how in the hell did someone ever go back to that church, even give money to that man after all the allegations? And if you're not familiar with Bishop Eddie Long. Yeah. Please break that down. Because I get it between the Creflo dollars and the TJ. You may mistake names. Yes. So, so just as Creflo dollar is the one that takes your money. And TD Jakes is not dead for all that fake news that was yeah. coming out of that. So so Creflo is all about the he's all about the Benjamins. But but uh, Bishop Eddie Longstroke, uh, may he rest wherever his soul fell, <laughs> uh, was a person who was extremely vocal about uh, anti-gay and lesbian yes, activity. Yes. He was extremely vocal about uh, how how the atrocities of not even molestation but just homosexuality. Yes. yes. Like he he was he was he he led a protest, like led a formal protest out in the streets, par- parading the idea of how horrible homosexuality is in any way, shape, or form. Then came to find out he could possibly be a, a homo himself. He was out there trying to baptize little boys with his own. Uh, holy water. <laughs> so, 
And, yeah. and, and you know what? And, and it's, it's not it, to make fun of like those are victims. Those young boys are victims. And the fact that he was using his presence, using his his his, his power, so to speak, of, of his influence over impressionable young boys, over uh, leverage over the people who thought something was up or might say something more so in the communities he was in, you know, I got ruin you. Like I've got all these supporters behind me. Like I, you know, I can make some stuff happen. And he had, he shut people up. He shut them down. Like I said, had the protest to sit there and say how horrible and, a, and an atrocity it is. And come to find out he was raping and molesting boys from the church. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh no, he, he paid out like this. this, this, this no, 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 no. But remember paying out doesn't mean guilt. But he paid out. In a court of law, he never was uh, uh, charged. Charged. He he accepted responsibility civilly for for these things that were, were exactly. these allegations. We know. That I were mean, I in. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was never you found. Know, he, he, there's never no jail guilty. time. Yeah. He 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 paid out because he accepted responsibility. He accepted liability. Uh, accepted being liable for the cases that were brought before him. In any event. I ain't worried about what the court of law says. Your soul had to settle up one way or another when you when you cashed out. Uh, <laughs> but in any event, uh, these, so, these, well, no, I was gonna say, and that's why when you look at it, the heroes that you once had, you no longer have. Like you can't even trust your own dad with your children. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't trust the the, the reverend, your pastor with your children. You can't trust this, the teachers. I mean, I've had. People I know that have gotten caught up with having sex with underage girls as teachers, man. And underage boys. Because because yeah. that's real, too. There's a lot of of, of, of women who's, who's put, getting hands on your sons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, see, but see, that isn't as negatively viewed socially, as yeah, yeah. socially. Does even though, a lot of damage to even that Even though, boy. you know, it, it is wrong. It is bad, and um, I think that a lot of people take advantage of their power position. Yeah. And and for the life of me, with social media tracing all your steps, uh, you know, you send a text, and that same text you might have sent three months ago can come back to haunt you two days later. I I really look at it as like it's either people are really sick, people aren't really thinking, or people don't really give a fuck. I think it's all the above, because I think what happens out here is that we 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 we're, we got folks who there's no fence around the yard, there's no shepherd for the flock. Hell, there's no dog on the porch. Like, but we used to live when we grew up. There was this uh, house at the corner used to have fruit trees, like they had plums in the bag, oranges, whatever, and you could just run up there, climb the fence, snatch it. We would fill bags full of it, you know, during the summertime, because the people didn't care because. When they would spoil, they would hit the ground. They'd be all over the pavement, whatever. So it was cool. There was another house, however, that had fruit. Big old, ripe, all kind of just craziness in the backyard. But they had a big-ass Doberman pension. Mm. Now, no one even had a conversation with the house with the Doberman pension. No one knocked on the door and asked, hey, is it okay if? Think it might be cool if maybe. Uh... Maybe I can run and snatch one. It wasn't even a discussion because you knew that house was protected. Yeah. It wasn't even a debate. Yeah. The house that didn't have any place like that, <laughs> we was exploiting all day, every day. Like, mm-hmm. we would grab the bags that our parents would go grocery shopping in. we take the empty bags, walk down the street, and come home with full bags of whatever fruit we can, as high as we can climb and take as much as we could take. And that's what's happening to us. Yeah. Our neighborhoods are getting picked clean. Yeah. Neighborhoods are getting exploited. Yeah. Cause there's no guard dog, and and then and then the guard dogs that are guarding the system of white supremacy, the henchmen, and when you look at the last um, few years, and especially last year, just here in California, the sex scandal in um, San Francisco, the sex scandal in Oakland, these kind of things happening right underneath our noses, and they don't even get heavy run, they don't get heavy press, and then it's like. Sexual acts with these minors, some of these minors are actually the ones that are on the streets, some of the runaways, some of the missing. And then you hear about the same thing happening in D.C. And And it's like there's a protection of men to do these acts and these men of power to where they cannot be checked. And people will be like, well, no, it's always 
the victim's fault. Like the victim becomes the criminal, and that's crazy. We got too much going on to where our our protectors have become our predators. We've got too much going on that that those who are supposed to be minding the store, are supposed to be protecting the yard, are supposed to be that that last that first last line last of defense, of defense for, for our women, for our children, for our community, for whatever reason. Uh, or, or, or somebody's asleep at the wheel, somebody's not showing up to work, <laughs> or somebody was paid to look the other way. Definitely. In any event, these are things that have got us into a situation where our community is 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 is, is, is in disarray. Our our women aren't protected, and they know it. Other communities recognize that there's no guard dog that that that's gonna yes. stop. Yes. They realize that there's no one that that Batman's not coming. Uh-uh. You can shine that light in the sky as long as you want to. I ain't gonna see no pointy ears. I ain't gonna see no piece of no cape. The Negro used to be feared. There was a fear factor. Now we're a running punchline. We're punch punchline to every girl. And so these are things that we need to address. And say these, something. These are definitely things that we need to fix. And these are damn sure things we need to say, say something, something about. No doubt. No doubt. Dang. <laughs> yes. So April 2nd is going down. Uh, she could be your daughter. It's going down in the state capitol. Uh, we're going to come out, man. We're going to we're gonna show solidarity with D.C. And we're going to raise awareness of what's going on, not only in um, D.C., not only in San Francisco, Sacramento, just na- nationally. So for not only this event, for other events, where can folks find you online? Uh, Barry Axius, B-E-R-R-Y-A-C-C-I-U-S. Uh, on at, Facebook? On uh, Facebook. And, um, you know, that's also uh, Twitter. At uh, Team Voy on Instagram. And, of course, BlackBlueprints.com. BlackBlueprints with a Z. I'm Jermaine Morris. Uh, Jermaine Morris on Facebook, all other social media platforms at J Morris CEO. Bring another installment of this Say Something podcast. Here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, until next show, we'll holler at you later. Say something. Say something. Say something.